Good morning. Today we have our bilingual service. Hoy tenemos nuestro servicio bilingüe. And um, it is always such a special uh, space uh, to be able to be together as the North OC, the complete North OC, uh, and to be able to worship God together. In the kingdom of God, there is always room for the other. In the kingdom of God, there is always diversity. There's always multicultural, multi-generations. That is a sign of the kingdom and the breaking in of the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen. And today, we get to look around and we sing in two different languages and we read in two different languages. We fellowship together uh, and that is a participation in the kingdom of God. Una de las señales del reino de Dios es la inclusión del otro, el otro representando a alguien diferente de ti. Y el hecho que podemos participar y alabar a Dios en este espacio, en este espacio bilingüe, multicultural, multigeneracional, es una señal de que el reino de Dios sigue creciendo y entrando a la tierra. Y qué oportunidad hoy de poder alabar a Dios así. I need to find my clicker here, so I'm gonna, it's over here. Found it. Thank you for your help. <laughs> so we, uh, as an Orange County region, we've been thinking about and praying about what does it mean to have a culture where all can come to church and belong. That from belonging and being part of the family, you're able to wrestle with your faith. You're able to discover your faith. Your faith is able to be matured and stretched and provoked. With the idea of becoming who God called us to be. But the starting point needs to be the welcome of the other, the belonging. And one of the radical things in all four Gospels is how Jesus consistently continues to welcome people that either his followers or the status quo would not welcome. And it, it's... it's Keep, people keep getting disappointed with Jesus because he doesn't do what they expect Jesus to do. So much like us. Where we keep wanting a Jesus to serve ourselves first, generally speaking. We keep having these expectations of God and yet God, surprise, continually does something we didn't expect him to do. And so, the call to belong is a radical, difficult, messy call. But it's the starting point where you can be, where you can listen to God based on who you are and how God has made you. And believe can work itself out in community for us to become the people that God has called us to be. Please turn your Bibles to Luke 
chapter 17. Estamos hablando en la, en la región de crear una cultura de pertenecer, de creer y de ser. Y obviamente nosotros en el grupo en español hemos hablado mucho de esto, ¿no? de que Dios es el Dios que invita a todos, que todos son invitados a la mesa de Dios. Y como constantemente gente, desde seguidores a opositores, tienen expectativas de Jesús. Y constantemente Jesús hace cosas que no se esperan de Él. Y esta sorpresa, esta, este amor radical que siempre le está dando la bienvenida a personas que el grupo de seguidores no esperaba dar bienvenida. Y seguimos participando en esa vida de Dios, la vida que nos provoca, que nos incomoda, que nos interrumpe. ¿Por qué? Porque Dios no hace lo que esperamos de Él. Nos llama a ser lo que Él espera de nosotros. So last week here in the English ministry, you guys uh, just talked about pride and how pride is one of the things that keeps us from becoming. Hace una semana el grupo de inglés habló del orgullo y cómo el orgullo es uno de los obstáculos que nos, nos impide ser quien Dios nos ha llamado a ser. So today we're going to talk about the pursuit of humility, perhaps the opposite of pride, humility. Hoy vamos a hablar buscando la humildad, lo, posiblemente lo opuesto de el orgullo. Por favor, abran sus Biblias a Lucas capítulo, capítulo 17. Amén. So let's make a couple of comments here about humility. Hay que hacer unas observaciones de la, de la humildad. For me, this is, this is the scripture that kind of captures humility for me. Para mí, esta es la escritura que captura lo que es la humildad para mí. Porque tiene dos contrastes. This passage helps me to kind of discover what humility is, to kind of wrap my mind around it because it, it kind of contrasts two different things. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. That's one side. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself, not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of others. No haga nada por egoísmo o vanidad. Más bien, con humildad, consideren a los demás como superiores a ustedes mismos. Cada uno debe velar no solo por sus <coughs> propios intereses, sino también por los intereses de los demás. Nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. What a tough call. But the focus of humility says, in humility, you see others differently. You give others the value that God has given them. You don't see others through the value you give people. You don't see others through the categories in our society of who is worthy and who is not worthy. You see others through the filter of the God 
who welcomes and surprises us with welcoming unexpected people. Con humildad es el filtro en que podemos ver la humanidad, verlos con el valor que Dios les da, no con el valor que nosotros les damos, no con las categorías que nosotros le damos, no con la jerarquía que hay en la sociedad de quién tiene valor, quién es digno de recibir y quién no es digno de recibir. No, no, en humildad vemos a la humanidad a través de los ojos de Dios. But I love at the end as well, it says, but each of you, not, it says not only to, to, your, uh, to your own interests, but to the interests of others, meaning that you have an interest as well, meaning that you too have value. And I think in humility, it's, it's this interaction between who you are, who others are, and who God is. I'm going to do that dance in Spanish right now, but backwards. <laughs> so, es esta interacción de, 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 de esta trinidad de quién eres tú, quién es el otro, y quién es Dios. Which version did you like better? <laughs> I can't do them all at the same time. If not, I do salsa. <laughs> Entonces, la humildad está conectada tú Otros Dios. Humility is the space where we encounter God, others, and yourself. All have value. Todos tienen valor. So humility is not this disregard for yourself for the sake of people pleasing others. That's going to wear you out. Humility is this maturity of knowing how God sees you, how God sees others, and who God is. La humildad es esta madurez de reconocer cómo te ve Dios, cómo ve Dios a otros, y quién es Dios. Therefore, humility is possible for all of us. La humildad es posible para todos nosotros. Humility is both personal and communal. So, it's also part of our community of faith. La humildad también es personal, así como comunal. Es parte de nuestra comunidad. Humility is a posture. Es una postura. It's an attitude. It's an act. Es una actitud. It's a mindset. Es una mentalidad. Humility is a desire. I know our first move is, let me find out how I'm prideful. But you should also be aware that deep down, you desire humility. You desire to be seen the way God sees you. You desire to see how God sees others. And you desire to know God. We desire Humility. Humildad también es un deseo. En veces comenzamos en cómo soy orgulloso y tiene su espacio, pero el ser humilde es reconocer que quieres que Dios te vea como eres, que quieres ver a otros como Dios los ve y que quieres conocer a Dios. Humility is the freedom from pride and arrogance. 
You ever have a conversation and like two hours later you realize you were really prideful in that conversation? Una vez tienes una conversación y dos horas después te das cuenta que fuiste súper orgulloso y arrogante en esa conversación. You find out later, and then God gives you with a, an opportunity to recognize your pride and arrogance two hours ago, and gives you the invitation to participate in humility. You might take it and get back to that person, or you may not take it. But humility is always an invitation from God. It's always available. Quizás después de esas dos horas, cuando te recuerda a Dios, te, Dios te está dando esta invitación para ser humilde. Quizás la tomas, quizás no. But humility is a freedom. You don't have to have relationships based on pride and arrogance. You don't have to have attitudes based on that. You can be free and participate in the humility of God. Puedes tener libertad del orgullo y de la arrogancia. No ser atado a esas palabras, tonos y actitudes. Puedes tener la libertad de participar en la vida de Dios. You know, humility is not a fruit of the Spirit, but perhaps it's the soil where the fruits of the Spirit grow. La humildad no es un fruto del Espíritu Santo, pero quizás es la tierra donde crecen los frutos del so humility then is the space where we encounter God. It's a personal space where God, you know me, search me, know me. It's the communal space where this is how God sees the other. Let me see them as God sees them. It's the space where we hear God more clearly. Because God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So, la humildad es este espacio donde podemos dejar que Dios nos vea, nos conozca, nos hable. Donde Dios nos podemos, podemos ayudar, podemos pedirle a Dios que nos ayude a ver a las otras personas de acuerdo a como Dios las ve. Y poder conocer a Dios en este espacio de humildad. Porque Dios se opone al orgulloso, pero le da gracia al humilde. So far, who desires to be humble? ¿Quién desea ser humilde? Todos deseamos ser humilde. We all desire to be humble. We're going to look at a passage in Luke chapter 17 where we see the embodiment of humility. Vamos a ver un pasaje en Lucas 17. Había dicho la otra semana que quizás era la última vez en Lucas, pero se me olvidó que iba a predicar hoy. Sorpresa. Más Lucas. Lucas 17. Donde vemos la encarnación, una historia en la que encarna humildad. But let me give you something. If you remember something today, remember this. Si recuerdas algo hoy, recuerda esto. Humility is the starting point of your faith. 
If we are saved by grace and God gives grace to the humble, humility is a starting point of our relationship with God. But we often have images in our mind about God that are out of place. So which image is your starting point? I'm in the world for God or I'm with God in the world. Which one's your starting point? How you see yourself? How you see others? How you see God? How you read scripture? How we sing songs? How we interact with one another? ¿Cuál es tu punto de entrada? Quizás la humildad es el punto de entrada en nuestra relación con Dios y nuestra salvación. Si humildad es el espacio donde Dios le da gracia y somos salvos por gracia, entonces la humildad tiene gran parte en nuestra salvación. Pero todos tenemos imágenes en, nuestro, en nuestra mente de cómo nos vemos, cómo vemos a otros y cómo vemos a Dios. Pero ¿cuál es tu punto de entrada? ¿Estás aquí en el mundo para Dios? ¿O estás con Dios en el mundo? ¿Cuál de estas imágenes domina tu fe en cómo te ves a ti mismo, cómo ves a otros y cómo ves a Dios? Let me get in trouble for a little bit. You guys are all like, yes, please, we want to see that. Generally speaking, I think that the dominant image for us is that we are in the world for God. That is the root of our battle cry, one of the roots of the battle cry of our movement. And so we'll ask, we would ask each other, what do you want to do for God? And I think it was a well-intended, good-hearted, in a certain era, it made sense. But certain things don't translate over time. Because this statement makes us the protagonist of mission, makes the mission about us. And it gives an image of a God who is distant, because you're doing something for the distant God. And I think it's worn us out. And so sermons, scripture become predictable, not motivating, because you're kind of tired of doing something for God. And you know yourself pretty well. I fail often. How many times am I going to say I'm going to do something for God when the list of when I haven't completed what I said was longer than what I have? I'd rather not even desire that anymore. And you lose your confidence. Am I right? Yo pienso que la imagen principal que hemos tenido en nuestro movimiento, generalmente hablando, es que estamos en el mundo por Dios. Lo que hemos hablado, que nos imaginamos un Dios distante, lejos, y nos ponemos como los protagonistas de la misión, esta carga que nos ponemos para hacer cosas por, el, por Dios. 
y pasan los años y no maduras en tu fe porque ahora ya no tienes confianza porque las veces que dijiste ibas a hacer algo por Dios no las completaste y la lista de las cosas que no has completado está más larga de las cosas que, no has, que has completado y ya no deseas eso porque no quieres quedarle mal a Dios y mejor me voy a, las, a la iglesia, soy fiel pero ya no me atrevo ya no sueño But, if we're humble and see that, we can replace that with a better image. I'm with God in the world. Pero si somos humildes, podemos reemplazar esa imagen anticuada con esta mejor imagen que estamos, en, estamos con Dios en el mundo. This is a better image because it's more, it's true to the scriptures. That God is not a distant, far away God who left after resurrection. But God is a present, living, and active God. Working to restore all things to God's self. And it is God who is the protagonist of mission. It's God who invites his people to participate in the reconciling work of God. And therefore, we're not protagonists. We're participants. But we need humility to decenter ourselves and to let go of being the protagonist and learn to see God at the center of the story. But you're going to have to let go of expectations you have about God. And be surprised by the living God. Esta es una mejor imagen porque nos invita a ser participantes, no protagonistas. Pero tenemos que ser humildes y reaprender <coughs> cómo leer nuevo lenguaje, nuevas maneras de que describimos a Dios, nuevas maneras de interactuar con otros, nuevas maneras de leer. Donde no somos nosotros los protagonistas, pero dejamos que Dios esté al centro de todo eso. So let's read. <coughs> Luke 17. <coughs> Lucas 17. We'll read in English y después en español. Verse 11. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the the border between Samaria and Galilee. The geography here is key in order for us to understand the embodiment of humility. As he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance because when you have leprosy, you have to stay far away from people. And called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he... Anybody reading with me? When he saw, you may want to circle that one. When he saw them, the God who sees you. He said, go, show yourselves to the priest. And they went... They were cleansed. One of them, when he... Ah. 
You see that? When he saw that he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a surprise, unexpected one, the foreigner to be the grateful one. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to? What did Jesus just call himself? You see that? Jesus doesn't reveal himself. I am God. God is humble. God is relational. It is in humility and in community that God reveals God's self. And Jesus refers to himself as God right here. Says, has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise, go. Your faith has made you well. And we're going to unpack that here in a little bit. Un día, siguiendo su viaje a Jerusalén, Jesús pasaba por Samaria y Galilea, es decir, por la frontera. Cuando estaba por entrar en un pueblo, salieron a su encuentro diez hombres enfermos de lepra. Como se habían quedado a cierta distancia, porque socialmente no se podían acercar a la gente, gritaron, Jesús, Maestro, ten compasión de nosotros. Al verlos, una palabra muy importante aquí, les dijo, vayan y presente a los, preséntense a los sacerdotes. Resultó que mientras iban de camino, Quedaron limpios, uno de ellos al verse, ya sano, regresó alabando a Dios a grandes voces. Cayó rostro en tierra a los pies de Jesús y le dio las gracias, no obstante, que era el samaritano. Sorpresa, es el extranjero el agradecido. ¿Acaso no quedaron limpios los diez? Preguntó Jesús. ¿Dónde están los otros nueve? No hubo ninguno que regresara a dar gloria a Dios. Jesús se refiere a sí mismo como Dios. Dios, Jesús se revela como Dios en humildad y en comunidad. Excepto este extranjero. Levántate y vete. Le dijo al hombre. Tu fe te ha sanado. Y vamos a desempacar esa frase un poquito. So let's sp spend the rest of our time unpacking this passage. And let's unpack the embodiment of humility. We spent the first part of the sermon discovering what humility might be. Hemos pasado la primera parte del sermón descubriendo que quizás es la humildad. Y ahora vamos a ver la encarnación de humildad. En esta historia. How do you see humility here? The obvious answer is one guy came back, he was grateful. But let's look at the humility of Jesus 
before we see the humility of other characters in Scripture. ¿Cómo ves la humildad aquí? Lo obvio es el hombre que regresó, pero hay que buscar siempre a Jesús primero. ¿Cómo ves la humildad de Jesús antes de ver la humildad de otros personajes? So Jesus has had an interaction with Samaritans quite a few times already. Jesus right now is on his way to Jerusalem from chapter 9, 51 to 19:28 in Luke. Jesus is in journey to Jerusalem. Jesús está en camino a Jerusalén. Desde el capítulo 9 al 19, Jesús está en camino a Jerusalén. And throughout this journey, Jesus is predicting what's going to take place for him and his teaching and demonstrating so that everybody understands what God desires and everyone can put away what their expectations of God is. Todo en este camino, Jesús está enseñando, diciendo cómo lo van a matar y Él va a resucitar y en el camino está sanando y ayudando, uh, <coughs> enseñando, demostrándonos qué desea Dios en contraste a las expectativas que la gente tiene por Dios. One of the themes is this prophetic tradition that Jesus is doing a lot of the things that the prophets in the Old Testament were doing. He's fulfilling what the prophets were doing, but he's also surpassing what the prophets were doing. Jesús está participando y cumpliendo lo que los profetas del Antiguo Testamento hacían, pero no solamente cumple lo que los profetas hacían, sobrepasa lo que los profetas hacían. So the journey starts, and Jesus says, let's go into this Samaritan village. And because the village found out that he was heading to Jerusalem with the Jews, the Samaritans rejected Jesus and did not welcome Jesus. They sent word, don't come to our village. So it tells us the tension between the Samaritans and Jews. His disciples, they're like, hey, these non-Jews are not going to welcome us. And they remember the prophet Elijah, where Elijah called down, called down fire and destroyed an army that would not welcome the prophet's message. You with me right here? And so the disciples are like, Lord, you want us to call down fire? Deal with these fools right now. That's how they said it. Maybe that's how Peter said it. And God says, and Jesus rebukes them. And they were like, I thought, I thought that's what we were supposed to do because that's what Elijah did. So you see, Jesus is surpassing the actions of the prophets in the Old Testament. Jesus is humble, the embodiment of God's self, and allows himself to be rejected and not welcomed and moves on without seeking payback. 
Hay una historia en el Antiguo Testamento donde el, Elías eh, no es bienvenido <coughs> y, y ora a Elías para que fuego destruya a sus enemigos. Y en el camino, en Lucas 9, Jesús va a entrar a un, un, un pueblo samaritano, no le dan la bienvenida y sus discípulos dicen, eh, yo me acuerdo un pasaje de Elías, ¿por qué no oramos para que mandar fuego a esta raza? Y Jesús los reprende y les dice, no, ¿por qué? Porque Jesús es Dios mismo, es humil Jesús es humilde. Y se deja ser rechazado, se deja no ser bienvenido sin guardar rencores. Y sigue adelante. This healing passage that we just read as well, it's, a, it's, a, it's an echo to another foreigner named Naaman who came to Elisha for healing. And Elisha sent him somewhere to do something so that then he could be healed. But, the, but, but Luke is showing us that Jesus is even better than that because Jesus didn't send them somewhere to do something and get healed. He just sent them. And on the way there, they're healed. And so we see Jesus surpassing that. And though, even though among the ten, there were some Samaritans, And even though Jesus had been rejected by a Samaritan village, Jesus still did what was good, what was right, and what was needed. Even, um, even with people who were there who had rejected him. Do you see that humility of God? Aunque en este grupo había samaritanos y judíos y un, un pueblo ya había dado, uh, no había dado hospitalidad a Jesús, aún así bendice a este pueblo, a estos diez sin decir no ahí tienen samaritanos y ya me rechazaron a ellos no vemos la humildad y generosidad de Dios and there's a lot more there that we can unpack but we're going to move on <clears throat> there's a communal aspect hay un aspecto comunal en Lucas de humildad. Jesus, at the end, he said, your faith has healed you. Al final, Jesús dice, tu fe te ha sanado. Jesus says that, uses that phrase four times. Jesús utiliza esa frase cuatro veces. One of the things that Luke does is he honors genders. Often, in fact, all throughout Luke and Acts, there's a story about a man, and then there's a story about a woman. And there's a story about a woman, and there's a story about a man. And we see Jesus affirming the genders, affirming women and men as equals in the kingdom of God. Vemos la afirmación que Jesús hace a mujeres y a hombres. Y en todo Lucas y Hechos hay una historia de una mujer y después un hombre, hay una historia de un hombre y después una mujer, señalándoles la, la mutualidad, la igualdad de los géneros en el reino de Dios. And so, Jesus uh, anoints, a woman that anoints Jesus 
who's a Jew, Jesus says, your faith has made you well. La mujer que unge a Jesús es judía y Jesús le dice, tu fe te ha sanado. There's a woman who's ill, who's been bleeding. She's a Samaritan. Jesus says, your faith has made you well. Hay una mujer enferma que está sangrando, pobre, desesperada, y es samaritana, y Jesús le dice, tu fe te ha sanado. There's a man with leprosy, where we just read right here, and then later, uh, a blind beggar. And so we see the intentionality of Luke. Vemos la intencionalidad de Lucas. Hombre, mujer, samaritana, Judea, Jew, Samaritans. You see the humility of God here? Showing zero favoritism. He's rejected at the beginning of the journey by the Samaritans, but then he's rejected at the end of the journey by the Jews. And yet God, in God's humility, sees the best in them. Jesús es rechazado al inicio de su camino por los samaritanos y al final de su camino por los judíos, pero Jesús en su humildad ve lo mejor de esas personas. So we see the embodiment of humility in Jesus. Now let's talk about the humility and we'll take communion here of this man. Vamos a ver la humildad de este hombre y tomamos comunión. So they're on their way to be healed. First of all, they have leprosy. They're in the margins. They're socially outcast. They can't be around family or people because they have a skin disease that's infectious. But Jews and Samaritans who are hurting are together. Jews and Samaritans that are healed are separated by clear borders. Entre los diez hay judíos y samaritanos. Están juntos porque están enfermos. Están marginados en gran necesidad. Pero judíos y samaritanos sanos están divididos. Por fronteras muy claras. Pero estar, al estar enfermos están juntos. So as they're being sent to go see themselves to the priest. First of all, or second of all, I already said that. If there's Jews and Samaritans, which temple are they going to? <laughs> which priest are they going to? Because the Samaritans have their temple. The Jews have their temple. The Samaritans have their priest. The... Jews have their priest. And this is why it tells you they're at the border. So Luke is kind of messing with us and saying, where do you think they're going to go? They're together in their need. But now that they're healed, they're going to be separated. <coughs> so por eso nos dice Lucas que están en la frontera. Los samaritanos tenían su propio templo y su propio uh, uh, priest. Sacerdotes. I just remembered it. 
Los judíos tenían su propio templo y su propio sacerdote. ¿A dónde van a ir? Y Lucas está como jugando con nosotros un poco, provocándonos. ¿Están juntos enfermos y ahora sanos se van a dividir? ¿Cada quien para su religión? ¿Are they going to stop being friends now that they're healed? ¿Van a dejar de ser amigos ahora que están sanos? We put those categories, we ask those questions, and I think, G, and I think Luke is exposing our systematic prejudice boundaries here, putting them in question. Creo que, que, que Lucas está, está aquí demostrándonos que nosotros tenemos prejuicios y divisiones. But then it kind of doesn't really matter where they go. What ends up mattering the most is who came back and to who he came back to. Pero la pregunta, ¿qué templos se fueron? No importa, porque lo que importa es quién regresó y a quién regresó y por qué regresó. And then Jesus says, only one has come back to praise God. Making some side comments there about the temples. Jesús dice, solo uno ha regresado a darle gracias a Dios. Haciendo varios comentarios de qué significan esos templos. Do you see that? So these ten are walking, los diez están caminando. En el camino quedan sanos. On the way there, they're healed. Nine, they split up to go to different temples, I guess. Nueve, se dividen para ir a los diferentes templos. Jesús les dijo que fueran. But one of them, uno de ellos, cuando se ve a sí mismo, when he sees himself, Remember we talked about early, how you see yourself, how you see others, how you see God. Recuerdan que, we're going to do it another. Recuerdan cuando dijimos hace, ¿cómo te ves a ti mismo? ¿Cómo ven a otros? ¿Cómo ven a Dios? Cuando él se vio a sí mismo, when he saw himself. The space of humility, you're able to see who you really are. You're able to see how God sees you. You're able to see what God has done for you and you have the freedom of pride and arrogance and now you have the freedom to praise and to go back to and to think and to fall before Jesus even though he's Jew and you're a Samaritan but to this man that doesn't matter. He had mercy on me. He cleansed me and so he goes back and praises God in the presence. Este hombre se ve, nota que está sano y regresa porque la humildad te da la libertad para reconocer qué ha hecho Dios en tu vida. ¿Quién eres tú ante Dios? Y te da la motivación para regresar, postrarte ante Dios a darle gracias a Dios. And so Jesus says, your faith has made you well. Jesús dice, tu fe te ha sanado. This only happened four times. Esto solo ocurre cuatro veces. 
made you well is the same verb for to be saved and salvation. It's the same verb, the same word that Jesus uses after encountering Zacchaeus that Jesus says, I have come to seek and to save the lost. Made you well is another word for saved or salvation. Tu fe te ha sanado. Sanado es el mismo verbo de salvado o salvación. Cuando Jesús está en la casa de saqueo y dice, yo he venido a buscar y a salvar lo que se había perdido, es la misma palabra de sanado. So this is then a two-part story. Es una historia de dos partes. Those who were cleansed and the one that was saved. Those who were healed and the one that was healed and saved. So does being healed and cleansed save them? But when we come back, we participate in salvation. Es una historia de dos partes. Los que fueron sanados y el que regresó para salvación. Los que fueron sanados, nueve de ellos no regresaron para la salvación. Son Dios nos puede sanar, pero es salvación. And so, in a humble way, God might be saying, I love you and I'm going to heal you. But it's up to you if you come back for salvation. So humility is the space where we encounter God who gives grace to the humble, salvation. So keep desiring humility because it's part of the being saved. Throw off pride because it hinders your salvation. Entonces, en humildad, es parte de nuestra salvación. Es el espacio donde encontramos, tenemos encuentros con Dios que nos da gracia. Let's pray for communion. Remembering that humility is a posture. Humildad es una postura. <coughs> it's, it's an attitude, una actitud, it's a mindset, it's a mentality, it's a desire, es un deseo, it's freedom and pride from arrogance, es libertad del orgullo y la arrogancia, it's the soil where the fruits of the Spirit grow, es la tierra donde crecen los frutos del Espíritu, it's the space where we have encounters with God, el, el espacio donde tenemos encuentros con Dios. God is humble, calls us to be humble. Dios es humilde y nos invita a ser humilde. So it's not that we are in the world for God, but we are with God in the world. No es que estamos en el mundo por Dios, pero estamos con Dios en el mundo. Let's pray. God, we're so grateful to be able to participate in communion today, to be able to reflect on your humility on your willingness to not hold 
people accountable <coughs> to the actions of other people, but to give, give each person who desires you the opportunity. We see the humility. We see your humility, God, in the scriptures. We see the humility of this Samaritan. But we also think about our own humility. Help us, God, to be able to see ourselves as you see us. As this man saw that he was cleansed, help us to see what you have done and what you're trying to do in our lives and help us to come back to you. Help us to see others as you see them and help us to see you at work in this world. Dios, gracias que igual nosotros podemos tener la oportunidad de poder ver qué tenemos, quién somos, así como este hombre. Podemos regresar a darte gracias, a conocerte. Gracias por la humildad que vemos en las Escrituras en Jesús. Gracias por el ejemplo de este hombre samaritano. Ayúdanos a desear humildad, a que sea el espacio donde encontramos a ti. God, we desire to be humble because you are in this world, at work, and you are humble. Dios, deseamos ser humildes porque tú estás presente en este mundo y tú eres humilde. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.